there. Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Rob Reed, President of Bison Fire Protection, and every week we're going into the fire to pull out life lessons learned from frontline professionals, and we're going to apply them to fire protection, fire safety, and most importantly, everyday life lessons. This week, we're going to talk about staying calm and how important keeping your stress levels at a very reduced level can be. I know from my position as a CEO and president of a company, stress creeps in all the time. I know talking to other presidents and CEOs, they have the same issues and concerns, but not even at the president and CEO levels do these things happen. I see it within managers, supervisors, even people at home. We all have those things we're dealing with, those stressors, uh, aging parents, problems with the kids at school, all kinds of things. So today we are going to spend a little time talking about how to reduce your stress. So today we're talking about staying calm under pressure and the stress that comes with being under pressure. Now, I always like to talk about ducks on the water. You know, the duck's always nice and calm on the surface, but his feet are going like hell underneath. And that's the way a lot of people give that appearance. Now, when people do get worked up, I know sometimes it takes a little longer for some to cool down than others. I've seen people have the you know, the three-day rule where they need to cool down. Uh, my wife has the 30-year rule where she still remembers things I've done way back when and reminds me of them pretty regularly. For myself, I still have or have, I'm going to say, about a three-hour rule that, you know, if I'm upset for more than three hours, you have really pissed me off. But I'm going to say that for the most part, I have just found ways to calm myself and, and continue through my day. Things to remember, though, is, you know, when you're into a conversation with somebody and it turns into an argument or a discussion, debate, call it what you will, I've always found that the first person shouting is usually losing the argument. So if you're that person, you maybe need to reset and rethink about what are you really trying to achieve here? Are you just trying to work yourself up? Are you trying to force an issue that maybe in the back of your mind you know is not real? You know, maybe you should just sit back and think, you're right, I need to take this one down a notch. And the other thing I've often noticed is you can control the situation and the tone of the situation just by allowing somebody that is really angry to get it out. Let them have that two minutes, let them vent, let it get out of their system so that they can come back and start coming down. And just by not engaging in a shouting match, you've controlled it, you've brought it to a calm place, and maybe the exchange becomes very positive and you can understand where they were coming from. The fact that you didn't re-engage allows them to think, man, this guy really was listening to me. Maybe I was a little bit of a jerk here, and now they're feeling a little sheepish. You have a much better chance of a very good conversation. Now, I'm going to say that in a lot of cases, business decisions require a clear head, and I mean they require a really clear head. And when you've got yourself into a place where you're extremely worked up, and I mean to someone that's really angry, and I've talked about anger a lot, but if you look at people who are in a very, I, I won't say depressed, but maybe upset, maybe they're, something very horrible has happened, they're very, very sad, they're crying, they're very emotional, let's go with that. 
the ability to make good decisions is very difficult. You know, someone passes away in your life, they, they often say, take three to six months before you make a major decision if you've lost a spouse. Reason for that is it gives you that chance to really reset and think about the things that are important to you. You know, making those snap decisions are, in a lot of cases, not the greatest thing to do. I recently listened to a thing, uh, you know, one of the podcasts uh, or a video actually from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he was talking about how many snap decisions he makes in a minute or two minutes or over the course of a day. And I got to say, I don't really agree with Gary on these ones. Uh, in a lot of cases, I've seen far too often people that wing out a fast decision and then regret it an hour later. They're going to give you what you want to hear to get you out of their office and then they end up having to bring up the cleanup crew later to mop up the bad decision. Now, that doesn't mean sit on a decision for three months. You don't want to get caught in, uh, I'm going to say, some sort of undecided mode. And you overthink things and you're not able to really bring it together. You've kind of forgot the purpose of the decision. So you need to find that balance that works for you. Some people are able to be very decisive and make quick decisions, but I'm going to tell you, not everyone's a Vaynerchuk, and not everyone is a dithers either. And, you know, I like to think about, um, you know, kind of not losing sight of a goal. So you got to make sure that you find the sweet spot. It's different for everybody. Now, I know in a lot of cases when people are in a stressful situation and they're working it through, sometimes you've got to find those ways to relax a little bit. Sometimes it's just get up and walk out of your office and go for a stroll around the office. A lot of times people see me just get up in our office and stroll from the front door to the, the back receiving door and just take that moment to clear my head. Other people listen to music. I see people with their uh, headphones on around the office doing what they're doing. Um, exercise is a big one. Who doesn't believe that exercise reduces your levels of stress and reduces your levels of, uh, you know, the, the different um, endorphins and things that you need to get to yourself to a good spot? Now, the more you exercise and work out, obviously, you know, you, you feel better, you look better, you're able to deal with things better because your body's more equipped to handle the stresses that come your way. There's a lot of positive self-talk, you know, getting yourself pumped up for different reasons. And I know the consequence or the opposite side of this is what we like to call shark music. When something goes on in your life and you suddenly have the Jaws theme running in the back of your mind uh, and you immediately go to that bad place, you're stressed out. Uh, you know, shark music is kind of like bad self-talk. You want to be away from that as much as possible. You also, you know, thinking of exercise and, and that you want to live a healthy lifestyle. You know, for some of us that are, you know, north of 50, maybe guys, we need to look at a few more salads in our day. We really do. Sometimes we just need to push away from the table a little more. And I'm one of those guys that needs to kind of do that once in a while. But, you know, I've got into the habit now getting on my bike every morning and I've added a few greens when, I, you know, a nice hamburger sure does hit the spot. But, you know, there's other things that are important for taking you down a level or two as well. And a lot of those things are spending time with your family, uh, doing things that relax you. I love getting out to the cottage and spending time, you know, having a beer on the deck or spending some time in the boat doing a little bit of fishing and just getting away from the everyday rigors of life. That change of location, suddenly you're just thinking about different things, you know, Thinking, God, I got to take that tree down over there. Oh, God, I got enough firewood for the big uh, wiener roast this weekend. We're going to be doing all kinds of fun things. 
but as we go through it, you find different ways to just reduce the stresses in your life. I'm going to tell you this one, and I've said it so many times, if I'm to a meeting on time, I'm not dealing with the stress of I'm going to be late, now I've got to think of what to say, uh, all this stuff. If I'm prepared, if I'm organized and I'm on time, life is so much easier. It's like being a pilot. If you've got a good flight plan, you know how much fuel you need, you know how much weight you've got to take, you know what the winds are going to be, you know your destination, you know how much time you're going to be in the air. All the good things happen because you had a nice, easy flight and you're well planned. If you're organized, your life is so much easier. So let's go into the fire and talk to Kerry Eccles. He's a captain of the West St. Paul Fire Department. He's had some great stories to share with us regarding staying calm during a fire and how a man saved his family because he had clear thinking and clear action and took it when he needed to. Let's have a look at what Kerry has to say. Hi there, my name is Kerry Eccles and I am a captain here at the West St. Paul Fire Department. I've been here for over 20 years and I am in charge of the Pub Ed and Fire Prevention Division here with the Fire Department. Uh, okay, I have a story to tell you about um, you know, a father and his family. Uh, father saved his family, young kids and his wife. It was about four in the morning. Uh, this happened on a border street in our, West, our municipality. Uh, it was about um, June or July, uh, late June, early July. The, uh, the page came in and it uh, notified us of a structure fire. Uh, when we got there, the family was already outside, thank goodness. Uh, they told us that nobody was inside. Uh, and the story we got was the father woke up to a strange sound in the uh, garage. He opened the door and uh, the smoke detector was going off. So he opened the door and sure enough, the whole garage was involved in, in fire, smoke, flames. Uh, he made a very smart choice to close that door. Uh, a lot of people, sometimes they panic, they see it, they leave that door open. That introduces a lot of smoke, a lot of fire into the house, and that uh, you know that just prevents people from getting out a lot. The reason why closing that door was so important is a lot of people they'll open the door, they will see the smoke and flames, and they will panic, and they will not think of closing it. What that does is now that introduces a lot of smoke, flame, toxic gases into your house, and prevents you or other family members from getting out. Uh, and that's because the obviously the toxic gases are so hazardous that uh, all it takes is two or three breaths and unfortunately you won't make it. Uh, he obviously wanted to get his family out of the house, but if he would have left that door open, um, all that smoke and fire and gases would have prevented him from, one, being able to see his way to get out of the house, and two, being able to breathe to get out of that house, because now that toxic smoke, which is the most dangerous part of a, a house fire, a lot of people tend to think it's the fire that's gonna get you, but that's a misconception. It is actually the smoke that will overtake you first before it will be the heat and the, and the, uh, the fire. Uh, so he closed the door. He was able to get his family out of the house. And uh, that's all because of the smoke detector that was going off in his, in his garage. And he actually had a smoke detector that was loud enough. Uh, thank goodness. It was hardwired into his house. So he had an external siren as well that will come up because if you're just relying on a battery powered smoke detector in your garage that's just beeping three four in the morning most likely you won't hear it 
Thanks, Carrie, for that great story. Just a quick reminder to everyone to use one of Carrie's tips. Sleep with your doors closed. It's an easy thing to do. And I want you to remember one of the tips that I shared as well. Pick out your favorite. Use it. It will make your life a lot more stress-free and a lot calmer. Now, I know you learned something from today's episode of Into the Fire. Do your friends and family a favor and share this episode with them. Together, we can make the world a safer place. I'm Rob Reed. See you next week on Into the Fire.